Thanks for listening to the Life Church Weekly Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Mark Borg. For any other messages or other resources, please visit us at lcboise.com. You know, there is the, the, the plan of God for each one of our lives that we should adhere to, we should uh, show deference to. Uh, what a privilege it is. It's better than your plan for your life. You might have some good plans, but your plans don't even come close to, to the Lord's plan. He wants to go and do, uh, well, as Ephesians 3.20 20 says, exceeding abundantly above all you could ever ask or think. Yeah. Yeah. I know sometimes in, 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 in uh, football, you, you hear about, you know, quarterbacks that are that are good uh, pocket passers or whatever the term would be there they know how to st- uh, they know how to step up into the pocket you know what that uh, that pocket means and if you don't watch football you might not know what that means uh, uh, but they're uh, you know their their linemen there are, are creating a, a space for them to pass from they're at least they're trying right and so you got quarterbacks that will uh, get outside of the pocket outside of that place of protection where they can throw the ball and they better have some serious set of skills when they get out there (laughs) you know and some quarterbacks are are running quarterbacks and they'll do that but uh, a lot of times when they get outside of that they're open target for the defense to come after and uh, and sometimes life is like that as far as God's will and plan for our lives uh, stay in the pocket <laughs> stay there wait where your protection is uh, you get out there on your own then you better seriously be good because <laughs> uh, there are some there are some people coming after you you know what I'm talking about we'd be better off staying right there in the middle of God's plan and God's will and staying in that uh, you know that secret place as the psalmist said the secret place of the most high God uh, you're safe there you're protected there when you spend time and you stay in that place with him amen you thinking about running off and doing something else? Bad idea. Huh? Thinking about just going off and doing your own thing? Stop it. Knock that off like right away. Get back there. Run into a safe place with the Lord. He's your strong tower. He's your safe refuge. He is your help in time of need. He is your strength in time of weakness. Come on now. He has the wisdom that you need, the answers that you desire. Stay there tight with the Lord. Uh, Stay there close to Him. There's a safe place there. Father, thank you for what you're doing in our midst here tonight. I thank you for the good things that you give us from above. I thank you for this protection. I thank you for this safety. I thank you that you reveal unto us your plans and your will. It is ma- they are made known unto us by your Spirit who dwells in us. We thank you for the Holy Spirit, our teacher, our guide, our helper. Let's just praise him a little bit more. Let's just thank him. Set your mind completely and fully on him. Uh, We honor you, Lord. We bless you. We praise you. We glorify you. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your blessing. Yes, we do thank you for your blessing. It is from you. So we receive it. We receive the blessings of of God. We receive the blessings of the Lord. They make us rich, and you add no sorrow with them. 
We thank you. We do acknowledge your goodness, your blessing, your favor, your provision in our lives. And we acknowledge it and we receive it. We receive it unto, you, unto your glory, unto your praise. Be magnified, Lord, when we are doing well. Ha, we praise you. We bless you. We honor you. We seek you. We command that Ezekiel. We seek you and we find you. We seek you and we find you. We, we seek you and we find you. We set our heart on you. We set our mind on you. We set our focus and attention only on you. You're our source. You're our help. You are the source of our lives. You are. You are the very resource of our existence. We can do nothing without you. But we draw upon your strength today. We draw upon your wisdom. We draw upon your help. In all we do, we look to you. We look to you. We look to you. Pelina Mazalobo de Vengis. Oh, we look to you. 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 We call upon your name and you help us. We call on we call on you. We seek you. Lord, we set our hearts to know your will, to know your ways, to know your plan, to follow after you wholeheartedly with nothing hindering and nothing nothing holding us back. And we thank you that we find, O Kaposi, we praise you, we magnify you, we glorify your name. We magnify your name, we glorify you, and praise you, praise you, praise you. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. We honor and bless you tonight. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. You're so good to us. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Oh, thank you, Lord. All right, guys, we're getting in a good place here. The Spirit of God is moving. Thank you, Lord. We're becoming more conscious of Him. Amen. Let's go ahead and, and sit down, but let's stay in this in this uh, flow, in this vein. And be ready. Be ready at any time just to stop and do that some more. Everybody, everybody good? Amen. We just might stop and just pray a little bit and just worship Him a little bit. And, uh, and, uh, and that's always a good thing. Uh, hallelujah amen but the spirit of the lord is moving here and and uh, we get to a place sometimes we start to recognize different uh ways he wants us to go and different things he wants us to say uh if you're not used to a service like this we kind we just come to flow with the spirit and and you know we sometimes will prophesy or you know call things out by word of knowledge and speak by the spirit and words of wisdom and and uh uh, just we just let we, we just love the Lord. We just love His presence. It's really better than anything you could ever have in this life, is the presence of God. And I and and for us to just give time for that, uh, it's totally worth it. If you're not used to it, well, once you get there, you you, you know, you'll know. Once you start ex uh, tasting, and we're we're tasting some already. Uh, of the goodness of God, uh, the powers of the world to come. Hebrews five calls or Hebrews six calls it. Um, and, and the presence of the Lord is here. You know, one of the things, I want to say this because this come up in my, in my heart. You heard me say some of this in prayer right there. And uh, it kind of relates to uh, some things I shared the other night, uh, on, on the other day on Christmas. 
how many of you were here on one of our Christmas Eve services? Okay. A good bit of you, but some of you weren't. But uh, uh, one thing that comes back to me again, uh, and the Lord helps me to see, is, is that uh, our finding is directly tied to our seeking. If we're not finding what we want, what we're looking for, it's not a pro, it's not necessarily that there's not what we're looking for is not there. It is tied to the seek. All right. Uh, does, that, does that make sense? And it, sometimes people want to look for a different answer. But when Jesus said, uh, "Seek and you will find," I can flip the math and do that backwards and say, if I have, if I'm not finding, then there's some problem with my seeking. I might be calling it seeking and maybe it's not. Maybe it's just sort of a glance, sort of a, you know, a, a head inquiry. I don't know, something light, something different than seeking the Lord with all my heart, something different than diligence in seeking. See, some parts of the scriptures just use the word seek, and other parts will add some explanation to what that means, like diligence, like with your whole heart. You know what I'm talking about? And so if ever I'm not finding, I'm not discovering, I'm not arriving at the desired end, then I should not jump to this conclusion, Lord, why aren't you showing me? Lord, why aren't you bringing this in my life? No, I, I should know that finding is connected to the seek, to the seeking. And so I sh it would be a wiser use of my energy to analyze how I'm seeking the Lord. Because a lot of times people are seeking the things of this world. They're seeking natural stuff and then not arriving at spiritual ends and spiritual answers and spiritual good, good things from God. And they say, I don't know why it's not working. Well, yes, you do. You're seeking the things of this world. And you might every once in a while peek over at God. That's not seeking. Huh? World, 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 God. We're world, we're world, we're world, 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 huh? Throughout our day, throughout our week, throughout our month, we just give so much attention and time to things that do not produce a desired end, and then act like we're scratching our head. I don't know why it's not working. Yeah, you do, huh? But sometimes we just have to be honest with ourselves and and look at this because the Lord totally wants to show you some things. Huh? You think the Lord has, has run out of, uh, out of things that will impress you? You think in a million years he's going to go, well, that's all I got. <laughs> uh, I've pretty much shown you everything I can do, everything I know. Uh, there's something about in, in eternity and infinity and, <laughs> and uh, you know, that we can't even wrap our brains around. I mean, I can't even come close to comprehending that. But I tell you, you'd never run out. So I say, I'm not seeing much anymore. Let's check out our, our level, our commitment to, our degree of seeking. Because I'm convinced the Lord has more he wants to show to us. And uh, say, well, maybe it's just the Lord just doesn't want to uh, show me things. Where did that thought come from? Seriously, that's a thought from the enemy to get you to stop seeking. That thought that I've reached the end, there's nothing else, there's nothing more, I'll just wait for heaven. Blah! I, I, 
I rebuke that thought in my own self <laughs> if it ever comes to put God in such a small container to, to, to limit him and say I just guess he doesn't want to or he doesn't have anything else to say how watered down of a, a version of God is that I mean have we gone that far to where God was walking with Adam in the cool of the day and having conversation to now we're born of the spirit and filled with the very life of God and he doesn't have anything else to say that is man I'm kind of annoyed at that thought right now that is stupid we should not be thinking that way. God is big beyond our comprehension. Huh? And like we quoted earlier, Ephesians 3.20, really He does want to do exceeding abundantly above all we can ask or think. Huh? According to the power that works in us. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Well, God is good. I don't know. I hope this can, can, can stretch a little bit some of our thinking. So, uh, you know, if you, if you lived in, a, you know, a part of the world, say you grew up in, I don't know, like the Philippines, <laughs> had, in your growing up years, had you ever seen any snow? All right. Now, obviously, there's television and there's that kind of stuff. Uh, and, and so, but there's no place in the Philippines ever that it would snow and so uh, very, we're, we're very knowledgeable unfortunately <laughs> uh, of this but you could grow up and let's say someone uh, was living in a part of the world before television and mass communication and so forth and maybe even, even books from other you could, you could live your whole life and not know what snow was you potentially could not know that it exists you wouldn't it would be possible for someone I imagine this has happened in history people have gone their whole life and they never knew that 50 degrees existed you know because it's never gotten that cold let alone freezing and if you were to encounter someone like that and you were to uh, you were to explain to them and start and start and, and Bill would go and start talking to him about snow skiing you know and he would speak with passion right yes yeah uh, and he would speak and you would speak to this person about this snow and they, and they would ask you well, what is that what's snow and you would say well it's it's cold it's fluffy <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what would be going through their mind as you tried to explain it to someone who'd never, you know, it's a form of water, and but if they never, they wouldn't be able to get that. It's on the mountain. It's water. It's cold. You know, <laughs> you see how it would be difficult. And so in their, their the comprehension of their world, snow would just be on the outside of it. They wouldn't. They wouldn't ask for it. They wouldn't believe for it. They wouldn't say, Lord, show me snow. They don't know what it is and it exists. I mean, do you think there's anything, there, there is any possibility that there are aspects of God that we can't even, we don't, we just don't know to ask for it. We don't know it's there. Huh? Why? Well, maybe in our relationship with God, the way we've experienced it, maybe what we grew up with or a church that presented God in a certain way, right? And God is no boundaries, no borders, no 
he's infinite in all directions. <laughs> and but we grew up in this is God. And he wants to show us all this stuff out here. But we say, oh no, 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 no. This is God. This is what it means to be a Christian. Hmm? Now we're not intentionally doing that to him. We're not, we're not trying to limit him. But is that possible that all of us do that? Possible there's a whole life filled with snow. There's a whole life with, that has experiences that are beyond. But no one we know has ever been in the snow. No one we know knows anything about that. And so we think, no, this is what it is. This is my heart. This is my prayer. Lord, help me to get beyond my small thinking and my limitation of what Christianity has been. And I tell you, one of the ways we do this, and this is where sometimes I think doctrines of demons step in to try to explain away Scripture. But this is one of the ways we arrive at that is we have a bunch of biblical examples of things that took place that are like, wow, that are outside of normal Christianity. Normal today, I mean. They're outside of that. Usually, a theologian will come along and explain it away. You know, it's, it's, like, it's like even the, the parting of the Red Sea. By the way, that's easy. Red Sea, because we're talking about God. You can create a universe, you can part the Red Sea, no big deal. And that's the way we're supposed to think about these things. Oh yeah, that can happen. Oh yeah, that's just a part of life with God. Uh, but the parting of the Red Sea, you know, people had come along and, and I heard years ago, theologians would try to explain that. And they say, well, that part where they crossed the Red Sea, you know, it was really shallow there. The water was only a couple feet deep, so it really wasn't that big a miracle. Right? <laughs> well, wouldn't that be even a greater miracle? In fact, that the whole Egyptian army drowned in two feet of water. <laughs> you know, and people come along trying to explain away uh, all these things. What, why? What would be the purpose of that? I think it's demonic, really, I do. It's, it's trying to take every event of a dead raising or an axe head floating or uh, food being multiplied or rivers splitting or, or whatever, the, all these different things happening and trying to bring it outside of the norm uh, for our lives. Like those things don't happen. And then, you know, then every other kind of thought comes up like, well, that was Jesus or that was this special person and you're not special by the way <laughs> or this is all in God's control and there's no part that you have to play in any of that if he wants to do it he's going to do it you have nothing to do with that I don't see that being the message of scripture that what I have and what I experience and what I enjoy from God is 100% him and zero me and I'm just a puppet you know what I'm talking about? I think we do have a part to play in all this. And some of it is expanding our minds to say, if I need money, it could come in a fish's mouth if necessary. Yeah? Uh, it, it, you know, if, it, whatever the case may be, all these things can happen because we're talking about God. Amen. I mean, some people get blown away and think it's weird when I, when I talk about some of the things that have happened in our services. And I tell you, I still think it's in here. 
Because God is infinite. But some of the manifestations of, of healing or just God's presence that we see in, our, in our, some of our services and individuals say, ah, what about, I don't know about that. And, you know, I remember years ago, uh, this person, uh, we were, shared this book with a person. And, uh, and in this, this book, I, an individual that was writing was talking about some of the miracles they had seen and some of the things that God had, had used them in, 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 in helping people. And this person read that and they thought, what is this? I've, I never hear of these things happening. How, and this person acts like it's normal. I've never seen anything like that. And that's right here in America. You, you know, uh, now, if you're normal around here, you know, you know we see certain things, and, and, and we see lives change, and healings take place, and, and that kind of stuff. Uh, and that's pretty, pretty normal. Um, again, you, some, you may be here, and this is new to you, but, you know, you could go a matter of feet around our building, <laughs> you know, less than a mile. You'll, you run into all kinds of people who have never heard of that kind of stuff being real. And yet we talk about it around here like it's normal. Like it happens like, like every day. And many of us think that way. But there are people that think, well, that doesn't happen. Well, yeah, it does. You don't, you don't experience that? And then also it could be that we're also trapped in a very limited way. Maybe we're, you know, maybe that much bigger than some others. <laughs> but how much more? How much more can happen? Praise God. You know, we're living in, uh, in, in two worlds. All of us. We're simultaneously living in the spirit and in the physical world. All human beings are spirit beings. We live in a spiritual world and we live in a physical world at the same time. Uh, one of the great limiters in life is the fact that we live too often only conscious of one of those worlds, one of those realms. And most people live only conscious of the physical realm. Although they are a spirit being, they're only aware of one, one realm. And, and, and that's, a, that's a great limitation. And you know, we can do things in our lives that will, that will stir up, that will encourage um, an awareness of, of spiritual things. Let me, let me show you over here in, uh, in Philippians. Philippians chapter 3. Philippians 3 verse 3 reads for we are the circumcision who worship God in the spirit rejoice in Christ Jesus and have no confidence in the flesh sometimes you'll see that that contrast in scripture spirit and flesh spirit and flesh how does it say we worship God in the spirit in the spirit would it be possible to worship God or to attempt to worship God in the flesh well certainly certainly we want to uh, but we want to be uh, you know spiritually minded we want to be aware of spiritual things because well you know this other verse uh, it's John chapter 4 
and you read about what Jesus talked about there concerning worship. And he said, God is spirit. Those who worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. The Father is seeking such to worship him. They worship him in spirit and in truth. See, one of the, one of the ways that Jesus lived and one of the ways that, that we are to conduct ourselves is to do things intentionally to be spirit-minded, not just natural-minded or flesh-minded. And if I can do something to stir up in me spiritual activity, then I'm, I'm pushing on the barriers. I'm, I'm pushing on the, the, the boundaries there that I've created and said, this is God, this is what Christianity is, this is what it means to be a believer, this is, this is the limitations of what we can do and what we can't do, and, huh? You know, we think, we, we think things like gravity are, you know, not overcomable. <laughs> but you know they are. Jesus, you know, walking on water, uh, that means gravity ceased to have a force on you. <laughs> right? So he, it was, he overrode that. Otherwise, you go down to the bottom of the water. Yeah. So we think, oh, that, that, that's, that, you, you can't do that. Stop that. Stop that thinking. Ever you find yourself saying, no, that can't be. <laughs> Question that thought of can't. Is that right? Is that true? See, I want to I be spiritually minded. What are the possibilities of God in me? What are the possibilities of, 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 of a real spiritual life? Do we stop limiting ourselves and saying, well, I can't. You know, how many people live with a constant belief of, well, I can't do that, or I can't afford that, or how could this ever happen? How could, how could I ever go there or be used like this? Why would we think that way? We are mindful of flesh. We are aware of natural life limitations. Hmm. How many know the Lord could dump, could dump $5 million in your lap overnight? Why is that hard? Why do we think, I could never do anything great. I could never have a great influence. I could never, because, you know, I don't have the, the influence. I don't have the money. I don't have the whatever. Who said he can't do that just like that for you? So how, how, did, he, how, how, did, how did Jesus do the things that he did? Well, we know how he started born in a manger we know his parents were not wealthy but soon after remember he was in the house and the, the wise guys came along remember what they brought to him gold frankincense and myrrh now we read quickly by that and we we, we can study that and 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 we do sometimes but there are there are some individuals who have studied deep into that and they've really uh, tried to get some history on that they say that was a that was a fortune that these guys unloaded on Jesus that these wise men they unloaded a fortune on him and obviously he was a child so his parents are stewards of that and you know and they go to Egypt and everything and they live and what's going on there well from them it's honor and it's worship but to Jesus it's supply to Jesus, it's provision. It's 
obviously he's here for a reason and as you live on this earth you need resources to do things and so the Lord brought it in so if there's something you need some wise guys could come from, from, from the other side of the planet and show up at your door and hand you a check or gold, frankincense, and myrrh <laughs> or whatever you know, and for them it might be just they're worshiping God, they're being obedient to Him, but for you it's now God just enabled you to do something. He enabled you to live, uh, live your life and do things for Him in a way that you couldn't do without that resource. Why would we say we can't? And then when Jesus started His ministry, the Bible tells us, I don't know why I'm saying all this, but huh, I'll just go with it. <laughs> he started His ministry. You know, it, it said that there were, basically there was these rich women that followed Him around and gave Him stuff. Herod's stewards, and they followed him around. They gave, if I use biblical language, they gave to him of their substance. In other words, Jesus was supported by finances, just kept rolling into his ministry. He had a staff of 12. He had a lot of places to go and multitudes to feed. And, you know, which, of course, that was just, you just need more food and where's the Taco Bell? And uh, what do we got here? Fish, you know. No problem, no freak out like the disciples. Where are we going to do this? Jesus didn't think that way. All right? He, lived, he didn't live with those little boundaries. So what do, we, what do we have? We have this. Pass it out. Use what you have and let's, let's let God go to work. Amen. See, that's a different mentality than we often have. We, th we think, I can't. I, I'm not able to. I'm not able to, to do this and go to school. I'm not able to buy this. I'm not able to, all, all this kind of stuff. And what, what's in your heart to do? What, what do you believe is right for you to do? What, what are the desires of your heart? You can do it. Like I said, if it needs to be wise men from the east, or a fish that you catch with a coin in its mouth, <laughs> or, uh, you know, even Israel. I sure didn't plan on talking about this provision thing, but here we go. You know, Israel was, they were slaves in Egypt generation after generation after generation, 400 years. But you know, when, when Moses came, came and God sent him to deliver them, when finally, when they left, you remember the last thing that took place before they left? They cleaned up. They were slaves. That means they don't have much. You don't have savings accounts as a slave. <laughs> you don't have resources to travel and to move to a new land and to set up with, you know, a, a, a lot of people. But the Lord dealt with them right before they left to ask their folks there for their stuff. You know that? You know that? That watch you have? I'd like to have that. And, God, and they would do it. And, and the Lord moved on the Egyptians to give them their stuff. And they walked, out of, they walked out of that country with its wealth. Overnight, they were slaves, poor, broke. And they walked out of there. By, another side is they walked out healed. Scripture says this. And you can look all these things up. I know I didn't prepare this. But you, this scripture says there was not one feeble among them. They went from one night they were slaves, then the blood was on the doorposts, that the Lord was their deliverer, and judgment fell on that land, and they walked out of there with their gold, with their resources. They walked out of there, all of a sudden they're strong and healthy and ready for a long journey. And God did that just like that. So well, I can't do that. I just can't because I got this knee problem. Knee shmee. 
Jesus took stripes for your knee. I can't do it because I just don't have any money. Money, money. God owns the cattle on a thousand hills and the hill under the cattle. Huh? He's got connections. He's got ways of getting things to you. Stop limiting him. Amen. Stop limiting our almighty Father who loves us and gave his son for us. If he gave Jesus, won't he freely give us everything else? Romans 8. Amen. Amen. We've got to stop this though. We're in two worlds. We're in a physical world, limited. We're confined to our, our, our physical bodies and our, whatever strength we have. And, and you, we're confined in the physical world. But I'm not just a physical person. I'm a spiritual person. I'm a spirit man. And in the spirit, what's my possibility? I don't know. I tell you what, when I team up with God, though, my average goes way up. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? That's why I like to, when I play golf, I like to scramble. <laughs> I played, the last couple of years, played golf in this tournament with Pastor Bill and, uh, and Bill Curry and, uh, and Wade Moore, four of us. And we are awesome. <laughs> Unbeatable. <laughs> <laughs> we are really good. By myself, I'm not that good. <laughs> but when we play together, you know, to scramble, if you're a non-golfer, you know, these best ball, you hit it, and then you all four hit it, and then you go to where the best ball is, and then you hit again. So, you know, I can hit it this way and this way, and he'll hit it right down the middle, about 350 yards, and I'm hitting num- number two. <laughs> Real close. That's nice. That's why I like to team up with God. What happens? Yeah, we're playing best ball. <laughs> so what can you do? Uh, it doesn't matter what I can do. What can God do? Uh-huh. I've said this before. I'll say it again. Uh, the potential of you and God is God. The potential of you and God is not you. Stop making it you. Well, what can we do? We can't do much. No, what can you and God do? And I tell you, he can smoke it down the middle of the fairway farther than you can see. <laughs> amen, amen. Start believing that about yourself. Believe that about your future. Believe that about what's coming up. Yeah, doors are going to open. Opportunities are going to come. Finances are going to roll in. You know, at work, things are going to happen. And you're going to be, you're going to have things that you, right now, you can't even see them. You don't even know they exist. You don't even know the potential is in your life. You don't, you, don't, you don't know you could ever experience some of these great blessings that God has for you. But you, you're going to know something in a very short time that you don't know right now. Hallelujah. You're going to have insight into things that right now you don't even know it exists. You don't even know it's there. But it is there. Huh? And the Lord, the Lord has made it so. And if you stay there on the, on, the, on the path of the Lord, you're going to run right into it. And you'll look back and say, why was I so doubtful? Why was I so concerned? If I only would have known that this was going to happen, I, I guess I wouldn't have been. But listen, this is where the faith life comes in. You do not relate to God with your body. 
We do not contact him with our mind. We contact him with our spirit. And your spirit is a faith being. Faith means I don't see it yet. Faith means, I, you know, sometimes I don't, I don't know what's, what's coming. But I know him. I know in whom I have believed. And I can count on him. That there are no boundaries. There are no limitations. And the future is wide open for success. The future doesn't have to reflect the past. The future can be something I've never even thought of. Hallelujah, hallelujah. So I don't know, that sounds like pie in the sky. I don't know if that could really be me. Well, it can be if you want it to be. Hmm. Amen. It can be you if you want it to be you. If it can be you if you'll accept the possibility and start allowing yourself and even forcing yourself to think that way. Good things are happening. Good things are coming in my life. Better days are ahead of me. My life will not be a repeat of last year. Huh? Even if it was good. We're spinning up. <laughs> My life will not be the way it's always been. It'll be something new. Oh yeah, but I was, I was abused. Oh, but I've been treated wrong. I've, been, I've, been, I've lost out on this and that. Okay, but that's over. Say, so, what do you mean it's over? It's over when you say it's over. I'm not minimizing the, you know, or, well, maybe I am. I think we should minimize, but, you know, you know I'm, not, I'm not saying whatever happened or whatever troubles someone has grown up with or dealt with are not real. I'm not in, unsympathetic or incompassionate towards that. I'm just saying we have an option to let that govern our lives going forward, or we can say, no, enough is enough. I'm not going to. There are a gazillion people that have done this already before us. We might as well be among them. Hmm. We have a whole list of, of individuals that, that dealt with things of absolute impossibility. People who had children at a very old age and, you know, those who were thrown in the den of lions. And, you know what I'm talking about? Those who faced incredible odds and yet came out on top. We, you know, we've got the, the young shepherd boy, young teenage boy who goes out and, and, and fights Goliath. Huh? impossible odds but he says no this is what's going to happen and I'm going to take your head off man now someone said oh, well, that's arrogant guess it wasn't because it happened pride falls humility stands and with our humble heart and thankful heart and bold confidence in God what say you concerning your future what are you saying concerning the days to come what are you going to do hallelujah Someone said, man, I'm in trouble. Stop it. Say, I'm going to take this giant's head off. I'm about, I'm, I'm, about to, I'm about to turn things around in my life. And, and really, it's God working through you. But hey, this is what we're going to do. The Lord and I, we're going to hit a hole in one. Amen. We might be taking his ball on this one, but it, no doubt it's going in in one. <laughs> but we're team. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. So again, we're in the spirit. We have the natural side of us. Uh, what we do on an ongoing and consistent basis will, will very much determine our, our own limitations. Hmm. And, by the way, when I say your, your limitations, our limitations, uh, those can be placed on God. You know, the scripture says in the psalm, the psalmist said that Israel limited the Holy One of God. Israel, people, they limited God. 
I know that flies in the face of some people's theology say God can do whatever he wants no he can't not in your life he needs your permission he needs your cooperation he needs your faith he needs you to he needs you to get out of that small thinking because when you do you open the floodgates of him amen hallelujah and it's bigger than what you think the possibility there praise God Look, look at, look at, let's look at one more verse. Everyone okay? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Romans 8. Thank you, Lord. Possibilities? Possibilities. Think what's possible. What is possible? What is possible in your life? What is possible in your future? What is possible in the days to come? Well, with, with God, all things are possible. But with you, all things are possible in accordance to your belief. God can do anything. His ability is unlimited. His arm is not shortened. But what happens in our lives is not just what God can do, but it is what we can believe. And when we can match our believing up with the ability of God, we blow the lid off this thing. When we stop saying, I can't and I won't be able to, and how could this be? We're, 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 you stop saying that, you're, you open up the floodgates. Zechariah, you know, the father of, of John, John the Baptist, when the angel appeared to him and told him about his son, that, that his, uh, Elizabeth was going to bear and he said how can this be and he was full of unbelief and full of doubt and the angel had to close his mouth angel had to shut he said you're not going to be talking until this baby's born why he's interrupting a miracle God wanted to do one thing and he's made a way for it to happen but he had to shut Zachariah up to, to a stop to stop aborting the, the plan of God I don't want to be that or I'm God saying one thing by the way, it's probably bigger than my, what I can think. And I'm saying, but, but, yeah, but, how can this be? How can this be that this would happen? What about this? What about this? We've got this whole list of excuses why we can't and why it can't be. And, and you know, we hinder the plan of God. Amen. Then Mary came along, you know, angel shows up to Mary and she said, uh, she said, be it unto me according to your word. And that was a pretty cool miracle the virgin all of a sudden impregnated and the child by the way is God uh, I mean talk about outside of this that's outside but what did she say yeah yeah Lord let's do it be it unto me according to your word that's the right response that's the right response. Come on, you get praying and the Lord ministers something to you, stirs something up on the inside of you. What, what's your response? Say, yeah, Lord, I believe that. Yeah, Lord, we can do that. Hmm? Who? You and the Lord. Team, team, we're on the same team. Praise God. I tell you, there's some, the Lord's saying some things here to, to us. I tell you, he's helping us. And amazing he would meet with us the last Wednesday of the year I mean in between Christmas and New Year and God would still have something to say he didn't run out for this year yet <laughs> 
Romans, let's see, where should we read? This is a great chapter. Uh, Romans 8, verse... Verse 13. Let's try that one. Sorry, I'm, lo- I'm looking at a lot of verses here. Verse 13. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of your body, you will... You know, that's not the verse I want. Let's back up a little further. Let's go back to verse 5. Verse 5. Uh, For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on things of the, the flesh, but those who live according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. Now, notice those who live or walk, what do they do? They think about the right thing. And that's what we're trying to do. That's one of the reasons we've gathered here tonight. That's one of the reasons we spend time in worship and prayer. We keep saying, okay, let's worship the Lord. Okay, let's draw near to Him. Okay, let's praise Him. What are we doing? We're endeavoring to be spiritually minded. To keep our mind on things of the Spirit. When you can do that long enough, the Spirit of of God will be more real to you than the physical world. It's totally worth every minute or every hour you spend taking your mind and saying, God, God, the, 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 the no limitations of God, the plan of God, the promise of God, His purpose, His will, His might, His wisdom, His everything. God, 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 God. And as much as you need to run your mouth in praise or speaking in tongues or worship, whatever you need to do to get focused so you see Him and you are spirit conscious. Now we're able to push out. Now we're able to get out beyond. But if you're fleshly minded, see, that's where most people live. Even believers. Thank God we've been saved and our spirit's been born again. But oftentimes we don't walk in the spirit because we are just mindful of this world. Flesh stuff. And I don't mean flesh. Sometimes flesh in the scripture can mean sinful. Sometimes it could just mean body. Just natural stuff. And it takes, unfortunately, but it takes effort to do the switcheroo to where we're mindful of spiritual things. I didn't get to the verse I wanted yet, though. (laughs) Verse 6, for to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. That's a good promise there. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is subject to the law of God, or is not subject to the law of God, nor indeed can be. So then those who are in the flesh cannot please God. But you are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit. If indeed the Spirit of God dwells in you, now if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he is not his. Now I want you to consider this for a moment, because this is our starting point. And we're ending with our starting point, Okay. If you're in the flesh, you can't please God, but you are not in the... the, When you receive the Holy Spirit, spiritual life is normal. If you believe otherwise, that's when the walls come up, and that's being carnally minded again. Okay? But I'm in the Spirit. Spirit life is normal for me. It's one of the reasons I'm not 
real fond, you've heard me say before, I'm not real fond of the word supernatural. I don't mean I don't ever use it. I'm okay with it. You use it. You're fine. Don't get me wrong. But I looked it up one day in the Bible, and it wasn't there. And I thought, how, why do we say supernatural so much if it's not even in the Scripture? Just a thought. But here's, the, here's, here's, here's why, and here's, here's that line of thinking. For the spiritual person, what we consider super ought to be natural. What we consider to be beyond ourselves, that's supernatural. You know, there's our natural lives, our normal lives, what we can do, nothing. And then there's special, supernatural, rare, takes an act of God. Hardly ever see it. That kind of event. That's not the way we're supposed to think. That's a carnal mind. That's a fleshly, natural mind that says miracles are hard. Provision, that God moving, difficult. Not for the spiritually minded person because in the spirit, limitless. There are no limitations with God. All things are possible. When I'm in the Spirit, I'm walking by faith, and then all things become possible to me. See, the walls come down, the boundaries get removed, and now we can go anywhere and do anything. It's a limitless life walking with Him. Amen. And so, I want to be mindful of Him. Spiritually mindful. How does that work? It starts with this. I am in the Spirit. Yeah. I know you can use that phrase like John used it in Revelation, and you can use it in a different way. I was, he was in the Spirit on the Lord's Day. But from a positional standpoint, you wake up in the morning, you're in the Spirit. Say, so all I feel is the flesh. <laughs> this is where walking by faith comes in. And I know we don't always feel God. You don't always feel like, oh, I'm in heaven. All things are possible. I feel limited. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? What does faith say? Thank you, Lord. You're here. I hear your voice. You hear mine. We're together. We are one in the Spirit. I've been born of you. I've been filled with you. All things are possible today. Great is my future. Great is, your provision is always there. I am in the Spirit. And that's a thought process that we do intentionally until it becomes normal. And then God moving and God answering prayer and God providing and God connecting and God healing and God doing all this stuff is not super. It's natural. It's normal. Amen. And we might even think the other way. When we see someone with, with, with significant and outstanding and impressive unbelief, we might say, man, you've got a supernatural unbelief. <laughs> I've never seen someone so carnally minded, so unbelieving. That is supernatural. That's got to be. Because natural, I'm talking about for a believer if they were to think that way, but for the believer to have a move of God and to have his activity in our lives continually ought to be natural, normal. This is just the way it is. What do you mean, what's the way it is? I pray, and there he is. I ask, he answers. I seek, I, I find, I knock, he opens. I pray, he moves. I lay hands on, power of God goes out. I have a need in my life. 
Thank you, Father, it's met. Thank you. It happens in some, some seemingly insignificant or maybe an outstanding way. It doesn't matter. It's just God. He's all around, always doing things. It, it's all going to work out. That's one, that's one of my faith statements uh, that I say from time to time. And it's not real complicated. It's just everything's going to be fine. Now, that sounds really simple. But for me, I'm, I'm believing God. Meaning whatever happens, it's all going to work out. It's not being me being irresponsible or not taking, you know, responsibility for things that are in my control. It's me trusting God and saying, hey, it's, it's going to work out. Everything's going to be fine. Well, what are we going to do? We got this. I, I know. And I don't know exactly how it's going to happen. It's going to be fine. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Amen. And I, I've told you this story, but I'll just tell once more because it fits. But, uh, you know, a couple years ago when I had, hurt my, I had hurt my shoulder, and it wasn't reflective of everyday life, so you wouldn't have known it. But, uh, and I had hurt my shoulder lifting weights. And, and, and after a little bit, and I, you know, I was thinking it was no big deal. It'll go away right away, but then it didn't. And then I tried to lift things, and oh, you know, I couldn't even lift the bar, like, you know, doing a bench press. And so I thought, you know, I better get serious about this and, and get in faith. And so I started saying, I, I, I would say on when I'm going to work out, uh, I'd say, Lord, uh, you, you are almighty God. You are strong. You are mighty. And, uh, and you love me. And, and by Jesus' stripes, I was healed. So, I'm going to go work out and everything's going to be fine. That was the end of my prayer. And I would, I would do that. I did, did that repeatedly. And it went from, you know, it wasn't, you know, wasn't 100% instantly, but very short time, got better. All of a sudden I could lift and, and lift a lot. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but I would just say, you're almighty God. You love me. And by Jesus' stripes, I was healed. So it's going to, everything's going to be fine. Well, what's the common way of the world? Oh, you need surgery. Or whatever someone in here might be dealing with. Fear. Anxiety. It, thinking the worst. What, what about the opposite? Thank you, Lord. I know who you are. I know what you think about me. Love is what he thinks, by the way. Love, absolute. Serious love. And I know what Jesus did for me already on the cross. Oh, it's all going to be fine. Yeah, everything's going to work out. Everything's going to be fine. Say, what if it's not? No, 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 what if it's not? See, see, God's will is, 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 is hinged on you saying things like this. It's hinged on you being at peace. Amen. This is how we take the physical walls and barriers down and enter into spiritual life and activity. Amen, amen. Father, thank you for what you're doing in our midst. Thank you for working in our lives today. We give you all the glory, all the honor, all the praise. I thank you that boundaries are being removed tonight. Small thinking, limited understanding. Lord, you're helping us to go beyond. Go beyond the realms of our natural minds into the, and to, to grasp and taste of and participate in eternity in spiritual life for we are in the spirit 
with you. We worship you in the spirit. Thank you for helping us. Thank you for helping us. All the glory and all the praise. All the glory and all the praise. All the glory, all the praise. Say this out loud with me. Say, say, uh, and, and it can relate to whatever you are, you might have going on, or it could just be a general statement. But it's what I just uh, illustrated there at the end. But say this out loud with me. Say, Father, you are Almighty God. All things are possible with you. Your strength is not limited. Your ability is not limited. And you love me. You love me dearly. And Jesus went to the cross as my substitute. He paid for my sins. He, he paid for my sickness. He, he took away poverty. And he made all things available. And so everything is going to be fine in my body, in my mind, in my finances, in my family, in my future. Everything's going to work out. I choose to rest. I rest in you. And you are at work in my life today. And I thank you for it. I acknowledge you, for I belong to you. And I am in the Spirit. I walk with you every day. And you moving is normal. You answering my prayers is normal. This is, the, this is natural for my life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, we give you all the praise, all the thanks. You're doing great things. Great We hope you enjoyed this message. Find our other messages on iTunes or visit our website at lcboise.com and follow us on social media, Life Church Boise. Thank you and have a blessed day.